What's up, y'all? It's Catherine Budig here, and I just want to remind you, if you're enjoying our show, that you can support us by joining the Inky Phoenix. And how do you do that? You go to inkyphoenix.binderybooks.com, where you can become a member there, and that will not only help support our book club, this money is going to go towards publishing books through Inky Phoenix Press and being part of our amazing community with so much bonus content. So much bonus content. So this is an excellent time to join us and become part of the community and just figure out how amazing it is to shake up the publishing world and make this a more equitable place for writers. I'm Catherine Budig. And I'm Kate Fagan. And this is Free Cookies. A humorous podcast filled with thoughtful conversations and offering delicious takeaways. And this is our last episode of the year, which isn't really saying a lot considering this is our third episode of this year for you but it's still pretty special and what do people love more at the end of the year than a roundup summary of all the good special amazing things do you know how many of those listicles i've clicked on so far this season best gifts of i have never heard the word listicle really please define listicle um how is a listicle different from a list or is it uh, it's like an article that's a list a listicle oh. it's, a, it's a it's a portmanteau if we are i love portmanteaus um crossword puzzle wow. word of article and list you know like all the buzzfeed top 10 queer movies of the holidays speaking listicle. of and bear with us dear listener but when we do the new york times crossword puzzle which we do every morning that is our ritual we recently had um i forget the clue but it was like um um an old world jail or something like that right medieval jail and we didn't know what it was oh yeah and it was the old english word for jail and it was spelled g-o-a-l yeah yeah i believe looked like goal yes or g-a-o-l g-a-o-l probably old gaelic or something like that yeah and i'm reading Babel right now and it was in Babel. stan i know and had i not known that word i probably would have skimmed right over it and been like i don't know what that is but look at me i know old world jails now and you return and And you think that crossword puzzles aren't (sighs) making you smarter they really just makes me current it actually does (laughs) teach you a lot of things it does like portmanteau we learned portmanteau from our crossword puzzle for sure but then there's certain eras of presidential stuff that we will never retain although i have retained now nra not national rifle association but new rights act so it's it's from fdr's era but it's 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 nra and it's about reconstructing america yeah in the post-war era okay um, wait, you know, at the top of the show, listicle. before we get into our listicle, listicle, list and article, listicle. And that sounds like something dirty. Well, we should, I mean, I, I, I'd be curious to know how many listeners actually already knew that portmanteau. It feels like a very journalist thing to know. Yeah. I mean, I think it maybe, but I think it's just like ubiquitous now the whole, like how most, most articles are like lists now yeah true buzzfeed sort of like brought that into the anyway that i do know big news coming out of the inky phoenix press yes so give give us the lowdown so since dear listener i don't know why i'm talking to listener like a victorian audience um dear listener since we last met it reminds me of emily danforth's yes playing bad heroines dear reader dear reader yeah We have acquired our first book. Inky Phoenix Press has acquired Strange Beasts by... It's hard to say that without having a lisp. 
Well, I always have a lisp. So. I know. Beasts. Strange beasts. 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 What if it's then pluralized? Strange beasts. Beasts. Beasties. Beasts. Okay. <laughs> um, by Susan J. Morris, who is just, I'm truly tickled. I don't know why I chose that word, but it's, I am. It just, it tickles me. I'm so pleased. She's so amazing. The book is truly phenomenal. Um, we have acquired it. She is already in edits. I just read her first developmental letter. Um, she's thrilled about it. We've been talking about it, which is not traditional to really have this kind of conversation with your publisher, but you know, I'm deep in it. And we have already acquired the cover artist for our book. As I know, well. I know. I mean, just to jump which in. I haven't revealed who it is yet. That hasn't come out yet, but I'm going to reveal it soon. But when you find out, it, it's going to, it's kismet. It's amazing. Yeah. And if, and if people want to jump on the Inky Phoenix Press bandwagon, it, you're still very early on this bandwagon. So true. So we're going to become a member in fall 2024. We don't have a precise, exact pub date yet, but I'm yeah. no doubt we'll be landing on that soon. But this journey is so great. We're going to be zooming with Susan once a month. I've already introduced her to the group. She's really kind of genius. It's it's truly remarkable how bright and passionate this woman is. Um, so yeah, I, anyone who wants to learn more about this process, if you already are getting the bonus free cookies content, that means you've joined Inky Phoenix oh. and you're getting all the good stuff. We're going to have some awesome bonus content from this episode. I mean, I think it's pretty, if you want to know what our well. favorite thing of the year I mean, is, don't I mean, you want to know that would obviously it'll be weird words, <laughs> the quality of your life. If you knew about this thing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else? I know I interrupted there I don't know. on, okay, str- we, on I mean, strange we beasts. Author, we have it. Um, the book that I, made an offer on that we didn't get was also announced good for them <laughs> i guess if you haven't named any names at all you can just good say that for them bless their hearts you know what's gonna rock really hard though strange beasts. strange beasts. y'all get ready for it it is going to be all over the place all right shall we do it you want to introduce our guest today yeah let's bring sarah on Sarah Wilson is a senior editor on the Amazon Books editorial team, specializing in books for children and teens and lifestyle books. She has been in the book industry for more than 25 years, and some of her favorite books include Demon Copperhead, which we will talk about a lot, Daughters of Smoke and Bone, City and Fire, Fairy Tale, The Devil, and Sherlock Holmes, Save Me the Plums, Wonder, among many others. Let's talk about some of those books now. All right, Sarah, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. We were going to do uh, an IG live and, you know, the tech gods just weren't having it. They weren't having it and it is what it is. So we're just so excited to talk with you about the intended Amazon's top picks of 2023. So to start it off, I've got a little pile that you compiled for the Inky Phoenix here, and I want to touch upon these five that you pulled from it. But how out of all the books that come out in a year <laughs> do you even begin to parse it down into a top 10 list? It's hard. And some years like this year are harder than others. Um, it's, you know, all of the people on the editorial team 
We are all unapologetic book nerds. We read, you know, thousands of books over the course of the year. And so when we get in a room at the end of the year and we start hashing it out, it's, it's sometimes it's like a flat out brawl. <laughs> you know, we're like, everybody wants the one, you want the one you love. And, you know, some of us are kind of you know, insistent, shall we call it? Okay, um, fair enough. At, at our favorites. Um, but it's really fun. You know, I love talking about books and it's so much fun to just get everybody's opinions and you kind of weigh the merits of each of them and where they should be on the list. And um, it's just, you know, when we do our list, they don't, they don't have anything to do with sales. You know, you can't buy a spot on the list. It's just all about the read. So we just really, we want to find books that people will love, but they may not see everywhere. So, and And if you were fighting for a book you loved and it didn't have great sales, Obviously, you could still get a place on the list if you were vouching mm-hmm. for it. But like when somebody's oppo- not opposing a book, but if they're like fighting for their own book, or they're like, and is sales ever used as a metric that matters? Right? No, okay. it isn't. Um, it's really, you know, sometimes you just you convince e- each other and we'll go back and, you know, I'll say like, just give it a chance, you know, read this one next to this one and compare them, you know, which one of these is the stronger choice. Um, And you you just think about all of the different readers, all the people that you want something for everyone. So you're always taking that into consideration. We want to have books that everyone who wants to pick up a great book is going to find one on that list. So that's our ultimate goal. And how much crossover, how how many editors are on the team for starters at Amazon? Uh, There are six of us. Okay. And how much crossover is there with genre? We do. uh, It's funny because we all read across our genres. Like each of us has a kind of an area of expertise, but like my colleagues give me a lot of grief because I'm the, I do children's and young adult as one of my primary categories, but I will read anything about the mafia, you know, opioid oh, wow. addiction. Like if it is dark, I am in. So, <laughs> so I love really- that. Kate is actually um, reading Copperhead, uh, Demon oh. Copperhead right now. We're a little behind. Sarah, we're a little Sarah. behind. Oh my God. So that I, was my book last year that I was yeah. like. I, what do you I, think? I went, my mom bought it for me in hardcover, which is a big deal for my mom. Like she's usually getting a special book. <laughs> she's usually on the wait list to get an ebook from the library, right? That's her play. And she was like, we're both going to own it in hardback. And I've been trying for a year to get into it. I'd get to okay. like 50, 60 pages. And then I was like, I don't know. I'm just not getting it. And then I finally was like, I'm, I'm committing. And I got to page a hundred and I was like, all in. I'm now like a, a demon copperhead fanatic. I am obsessed with this book now. I mean, I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know. In fact, I'm like a year behind, but I'm really, really excited about it now. It's like my next, the last book I felt this way about was Great Circle by Maggie Shipstead. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, where it was long and you feel like you're on this, like you're in this world you don't know. Anyway, anyway, I'm loving it. So that's not this year. So we don't want to spend too much time on it, but thrilled to be on board. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so happy that you are loving it. That was absolutely hands down one of my favorite books. And I think I shoved that into the hands of anyone who would face me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll, I'll be taking that from you and reading. Yeah. I have such a long list of books to read over oh, the break. Welcome in- to my life. Yeah. Including the stack that you picked for us from yes. the top. So let's start hitting some of them. We've got okay. Womp the Future was yes. one of the books that you picked for us. Um, amazing cover. Obviously, Naomi is amazing as well. I, I, 
I have yet to fully read any of these. So when they first came in and I was cooking the other night, Kate was sitting there with the pile and she was reading the first page of each book and not telling me what it was and making me rank. In what order would you start these books according to the first page? Um, And this sounds so juicy and interesting. So I'm very curious why this is on your list. This was one that, uh, you know, I first when I first saw it, I heard, you know, that it was coming and everything. And I thought, oh, that's that sounds really interesting. And then I started reading it and I read it until I could not keep my eyes open. I just mm-hmm. I love the premise of it. And it's so kind of near future with this idea of, you know, the potential of the world ending and you have all these survivalists and preppers and these characters that are very much kind of the you know, the Elon Musks and the Mark Zuckerbergs and um, the Bezos of the world. And it's that's still going on in this semi future world. And it's kind of about like what happens if you have this impending thing and the people who have the most greatest amount of resources, they really just want to hang in their swanky bunker and they don't really care what happens to the rest of the world. So then you have these other people who are close to them thinking like, is this the, is this right? Is this what should happen? And part of the book is told in a dialogue, like an online uh, chat room dialogue, which I really love. It just adds kind of an interesting little something to the read. And each person, like it'll be, you know, Martha, prep to the max, James, can of beans in the cupboard. You know, so each person like has their own little character within, and you don't know who anyone is in this chat at the beginning either because it's, you know, it's handles. So uh, that's a really fun aspect of it too, but great surprises kind of throughout the book, um, little twists that you didn't expect. There's a really great love story in there um, that I really appreciated. It's not you know, sappy or whatever. It's very real life romance. Um, and it, it makes you think like hard choices and what would you do and what would you want other people to do? Wow. This is a me book. So I will probably <laughs> be starting this after Demon Copperhead, which I hope never ends. So hopefully I'm never reading yeah. the future and I'm just constantly reading Demon Copperhead. <laughs> Wait, before we go to the next one, of these mm-hmm. five books, I mean, because I care about stats and data, do you, other than Fourth Wing, which one has done the best from a sales perspective? You know, I actually don't know. Okay. Um, if I had to guess, I would guess it's probably the Heaven and Earth Grocery Store, yeah. which okay. is our number one pick. Yeah, um, I agree. All right. However, I know that oh. Divine Rivals, I know this was massive on Book Talk. Mm-hmm. But I just and I feel like Rebecca Ross, I'm just seeing her name everywhere. I remember um, Enchanted River. I think that was her first book that came out. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. And this is young adult, correct? Yes, but it's okay. crossover. Oh, crossover. OK, so, you know, so it's like I kind of think Fourth Wing is somewhat in that category, too. Uh, I mean, Fourth Wing is adult, but they could have done it as a YA and it would have been a crossover book. Sure. So I feel like Divine Rivals is the same. And, you know, interestingly, I think a lot of readers of young adult are adults. Oh, absolutely. They're, Probably the majority, I mean, right? I I would suspect so, uh, given that my teenage daughter refuses to read a single damn thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's so funny. I was just talking to my friend Melissa Albert, who's a young adult author. Oh, And I she was her. saying, yeah. I know, Mimi is the best adore her and she was saying the exact same thing how she's noticed in the past couple years young adult readers are 
just not young anymore. And even the events that she's doing, there's very few young people. It's almost all adults. And she said the same thing. It's because young people just aren't reading anymore, which is seriously breaking my heart to think about that as the future. It's crushing. I I mean, I like to think that she's doing it out of rebellion and that she will come to it. But, you know, I have a house like filled with books and that kid will not read a thing. Wow. So I don't know. I hopefully. Yes. But there's Um, so many good ones. There's so much great YA. Um, Yeah. And I think, you know, Divine Rivals, I love because it's different than some of the trends that we've seen. And I'm hoping that it becomes kind of a trend um, where it's. It's this great blend of feels like historical fiction. And it, it's set in a time that the way that she tells the story, sort of the atmosphere of it, it feels like maybe a World War One versus World War Two kind of setting. It's a war. Uh, it's a war between gods fought by mortals. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what's happening in the world. So it's the world that we are familiar with, but yet you have these gods in play. And the main character uh iris her brother goes off to war she's a budding reporter you know she kind of has this sort of um thing with one of her fellow reporters and you're kind of not sure do they really hate each other are they really super to each other like what's really going on here um but she ends up going to be a, a war correspondent in this war and the magic the fantasy element of it is so interesting it's kind of subtle in a way like you have enchanted objects and you know but there are these gods and you know they wreak havoc there's monsters that sort of thing but but it's almost in the background so, so maybe more magical sweet. realism than anything kind of kind of leaning yeah, towards but not, fantasy. not the way i think of magical realism in adult novels mm-hmm. um that's what i mean where it's something really unique to me and i've huh. read a lot so of these books so when something kind of comes across that's different I mean, I I think it just hits all those buttons, kind of, you have a romance, you have this historical aspect, and then you have this great thread of fantasy that's weaving through it. Another one. It sounds like one that I'll be taking on vacation, for sure. Do you think Uh, we're going to spend time on Fourth Wing? Oh, good ending. I mean, we have to talk about Fourth Wing, only because everyone is talking about Fourth Wing, and I, I haven't read it. I... I am an outlier. Kate started to read it. How much did you read? Oh, it's bookmarked. Um, yeah, I read. You got to chapter you... thirty pages, and she just okay. kind of. I mean, fantasy is not really your. But you genre. also heard that I didn't get into Demon Copperhead for a little <laughs> bit too. So right. I know if I don't hit a hundred pages on a book, I have no right to issue Fair. a verdict about whether I like. You know, I could get into it or not. I haven't given Fourth Wing a chance, but as Catherine said, I. I wasn't like a big uh, fantasy reader to begin with. So sell me, well, and I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you know, a couple of things. Like one thing, I think it's interesting when you think about the way that we commit to a book. And that's one of the things that I always think about when I'm reading for best of the month and best of the year. We all do is you want the you want somebody who picks up a book that you recommend to love that book you know, buy a hundred pages. Like yeah. if you got, if you have to get all the way to the end to get into it, or it just yeah. takes you forever, either it's not your time with that book. It's just, you know, the stars aren't aligned for you there and you may come back to it later and love it. That happened to me with the Poisonwood Bible. Mm-hmm. I picked it up twice and then put it away for literally a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally read it, I was like, how did I not love this 
Yeah. But it just, yeah. I wasn't Time right and place. Space. It's important. Yeah. I so, feel that way about the pillars of the earth. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I I tried to pick yeah. it up too young, and then I read it a few years later, and I was like, "This is magic." So uh, that's interesting that you said about the it, it's not your time for a book that it, that can yeah, be true. Yeah, sometimes it just yeah it just isn't. And you know, Fourth Wing I love because it's one of those books that if you just if you want straight up candy like book yeah. candy, you yeah. know, you just you get invested in the characters and. It's very atmospheric. You could totally picture it. I mean, this is like a movie, you know, with with book covers. Um, right. It's just, yeah, and it has all of those elements of, you know, someone who is kind of the underdog and gets put into this position that she never thought she'd be able to accomplish. Um, and there's, she's trying to become. Well, she goes into this. It's dragon riders are like kind of the elite quadrant. Um, it's you know, world at war. Um, but you know to ride a dragon and that it she describes all of the different types of dragons what they'll do mm. and you have also kind of a um you know the guy that she shouldn't want who she does and um the one she should who she doesn't and oh, that yes. sort of thing is going in there too uh and different abilities and there's the competition they're not between the cadets like they're fighting each other but they're fighting for place and it's so hard to, for them to get in, you'll read about all of these different trials that they go through and, you know, these challenges. And I mean, it's, you know, like literally beating the crap out of each other is what, you know, can you stay up? Can you, you know, make it, make it through one of these? Um, yeah. All right. Okay. I think, I think you'll love it. Catherine's going to read it over Christmas. I am. I'm, I'm going to read or- it. That one. Ten books over Christmas. Yeah. Or she's been talking I about know, the berry pickers, too. too. This is the, honestly, out of the stack, the one that I'm the most excited about. It might simply be because I hadn't heard of it until you sent your list over, and I knew everything else, and I read the description. I mean, obviously, it's a delicious-looking cover. For the sure. berry Isn't pickers. It it's by Amanda Peters. Stunning, stunning. Just for the audio folks. Oh, yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> this is a podcast, the berry pickers. Um, so I would love to hear your thoughts on this one, because I do think this is my number one for what I'm going to read next. And this is a debut novel, which that is one of my favorite things, is when you read a debut and you just think, oh, my gosh, this person is... They have knocked it out of the park. I can't mm. wait to see what they're going to do next. And to find it's that discovery moment is so wonderful. There's just something about it. Um, and the story is is so fascinating, too. It's like this family, um, an indigenous family from Nova Scotia that goes uh, in the early 60s, and they are migrant berry pickers, they pick blueberries. And their young daughter, when she's four, goes missing. She and her brother Joe are out picking berries. First she's sitting on the rock, then she's gone. And it's it's their story of kind of coming to terms with the, her, their daughter going, never knowing what's happened, you know, any of that. So it's this loss and grief, and particularly for her brother, um, who feels a lot of guilt and responsibility. And then you also have a parallel story of a woman in modern day uh, named Norma and her parents, you know, it's always been very super overprotective mother, um, like helicopter in the extreme, real closed off dad. And she doesn't know much from her childhood. I mean, she was she remembers some things, but it just the pieces aren't all fitting together. And then later on, she she finds out that there's all of these things that they kept from her. So she's mm-hmm. kind of trying to discover her own 
story and, you know, some things from the past. And you have this other family who is also trying to navigate their life um, with something that they don't know. You know, they're both in the dark about these things. Um, and the way that the stories intersect is just, it's amazing. It's just, there's so much there. And the the way that the families are together with each other, you know, their relationships and um, the dynamics, it's just, yeah. I read it fast. The intersection of two different parallel storylines is so yeah. masterful. That is one of my favorite uh, you know, structures for a novel. So, all right. All right. Okay. okay. I think that's my number one. However, the Heaven and Earth grocery uh, store, I, 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 he's wonderful. Good Lord yes. Bird, you know, was just such an amazing story. And, um, this I think was this my favorite first paragraph. Yeah, when I when I did the first page read readathon, mm-hmm. I think uh, this one pulled me in the most. That was your number one. Yeah, yeah. So yes, but we haven't read it yet. So this is and okay. this is number one for all of 2023. Correct for Amazon yes. picks. Okay, yeah, the Heaven and Earth Grocery Store, James McBride. Yes, and you know when I was talking about the way that we kind of come to the mat for our books. Yeah, this year and it, this might be the first year that I can think of, I'm sure it is, um, that we, it was unanimous. What? We didn't fight over the number one. Really? And no, it, we were all shocked. We kind of did a, like, what do you think about? And everybody was like, yes, that's our book. That's our number one. Was Demon Copperhead number one last year? Um, no. Uh. What was number one last year? Uh, I tried, Kate. I tried. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> but it's a tough book, you know, Demon Copperhead. It's Yeah. It's yeah, um, it's a very specific book. Yeah. I mean, I still, you know, specifically awesome. Yes. You better believe it. But, <laughs> Although I want yes. to get the rainbow cover. We oh, is there a rainbow cover? There's a rainbow cover and okay. we don't have the rainbow. I one. don't want to steal but the I know. thunder. Back to James McBride. <laughs> yes. So it, that was our unanimous pick. Um, we all absolutely loved it. I mean, Catherine, like you said, I, I'm a huge fan of James McBride always. And kind of what we were talking about, interconnected stories and lives and this one, as you know, from page one, like it starts out with a mystery of the skeleton found in a well and who is it and why are they, why is it there? And then it goes backwards and this town of, you know, this town of Chicken Hill and you kind of have two sides of the town. And on the one side, you have all of these immigrant Jewish families and black families and the way that they create a community and come together and you, you just watch their lives unfold and the way that they you know, build these new lives for themselves and for each other, like the amount of caring that they do for each other and protecting each other, keeping each other's secrets. Um, It's just, it's one of those books that you're so invested in the characters and the story that there's just heartbreaking moments and, you know, moments when you're just cheering for the underdogs. And um, it just has, it has all the feels, like truly all the feels. All right. And is there a book that you that you loved that did not make the list that you're kind of crushed about? No, I'm a bruiser. Mine made it. Ah, <laughs> wait. <laughs> what did you did you read this yet? <laughs> oh, it, no, it's a I podcast. Haven't. It's a podcast. It's In Memoriam <laughs> by Alice Wynn. Sorry. Keep no, I love this book. I feel like it's bigger in the UK right now. OK. How did you find it? Uh, my mom. Oh. And my, we love any books about war. Okay, didn't mean to hijack it, but I didn't. I, my theory is like because it, 
it's about it's about some uh, two boys who fight in World War One, and they're in, from private schools in London. Um, so I think it's maybe bigger in England. But okay, okay. Well, I'll have sorry. To check that out. Didn't mean well, to hijack, but let me just say this is very good. <laughs> and and I'm gonna also say one other that is has nothing to do with this, but if you love books about war and you love that, um, I just finished reading the um, Advance of the Women, the uh, new Kristen Hanna. Okay. Oh, knocked my socks off. It's about combat nurses in the Vietnam War. Oh, is the main character. Oh my gosh, it, you gotta read it. It's okay. So good. All right, I'll get so it for Christmas good. too. No, I, we're never going to be able. It to It doesn't up. come out till February. Sorry. Oh, spoiler. you read it early. Valentine's You're fancy. Day. No, we okay. got the arcs, you go. Well, you you know my address now, <laughs> so just right. send your arc. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm speaking of February 2024, do you have? a book of 2024 that you were just so excited that you've already read, maybe an advanced copy or that's coming out that you can't wait to get your hands on. I, uh, I haven't started it yet, but I am, I, I loved the woman in the window and the new AJ Finn is coming and I'm real curious. Oh, AJ Finn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. He, that was a while ago, wasn't it? A while, a while and some controversy ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm real curious how that shakes out. And there's a new Lee Bardugo that I'm the super familiar. excited about. The familiar, yes. Oh, um, I have that reminds me. I need shelf. to ping my publicist for an arc again. I was like, need it. I say, yes. I want it. I will give it to me. <laughs> and the Chris Whitaker. Um, oh my god, the name of the last one just fell out of my head. Ugh, I'll think of it. Um, he has a new one, and okay. I'm super excited for that because I loved the last one that I can't think of the name of. Of course. <sighs> okay. Juicy, juicy. <sighs> So many books, so little time. Well, awesome. Oh, Thanks, Sarah. So Thank you so Thank much for you. joining us. I know. And I'm... anytime you want to come back on the pod and just talk about books that you're excited about, we are here for it. Yeah, we got Do that all day long. <laughs> this is the most fun part of my job ever. So <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Well, we will see you soon. And listeners, you've got five new books. You can put it on your list, holiday shopping or whatever, or whatever. Yep. And you heard it here. Not first, but you heard it. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I could seriously do episodes like this. That just This could just be our new podcast. It's just talking about great books. That is kind of what the podcast is about. But because it's a listicle. We have no, it's a listicle. <laughs> it we is normally listicle. cover one book. Not it's, listicle. True. Like, it's true. It's true. Big swing in listicles. We <laughs> I we do need to do a better job of not holding it up to the zoom camera and saying we, we both failed miserably. At various points we both failed. I'm like, look how pretty it is. Meanwhile, dear listener. Yeah. It's dear <laughs> listener. Wow. You're bringing everything full circle. Dear listener and listicle. You know, my um, I'm bright eyed and bushy tailed. Yeah, I should just grab Ragnar again and just make him talk into the mic. <laughs> he has a lot to say. Well, I guess we should say less because it's the <laughs> end of the show. So a big thank you to Sarah Wilson for coming on the show today and to Steven Jensen, our producer, coming all the way at you from Belfast, Northern Ireland, killing the game. And thanks big, to you. Thanks, thanks to Maggie. To us. Um, a big thank you to Inky Phoenix subscribers. Thank you for putting your money into 
helping us shake up the publishing world and creating a more equitable place for readers. I am so excited to be on this journey with you and to see what we can build together. And as always, if you want to be part of that, just hit up inkyphoenix.binderybooks.com and you can become a member there. And that's how you score the awesome bonus content. Like Kate and I talk about our favorite book, our favorite TV show. I gave away my book in the main... I gave it away in the Sarah interview. Well, you just gave it away right now. Okay, but, but my favorite TV show, my favorite thing. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, is that it? That's it. That's it. Okay, we love you. Hi, Caroline Shay. Happy 2023. Um, peace. <laughs>